Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of Four Better Days with me, your host, Kira Callahan. I have been feeling super good recently, and it's officially the second half of 2023, which seems insane to me. I feel like this year, again, it's just flying by. How the heck are we already six months into the year, now in our seventh month? But it's fine. I'm fine. It is what it is. And now all we can do is continue to work on ourselves and make ourselves feel better and have better days. So this episode is going to be all about how to feel your best from the inside out, how to kind of get back into a routine, how to maybe get out of a rut, and honestly just how to do the things that you know will make you feel better. And I'll give a lot of personal examples to kind of help you along the way. But if you're new here, welcome. I'm so happy you're here. If you've been here before, you already know I'm obsessed with you and I love you so much. But if you don't know me, I'm Kiera. I'm a 25-year-old holistic health coach and nutritionist based out of Miami, Florida, and I'm here to help you live better days and experience better days and ultimately become your best self. So with that being said, I have a lot to talk about in this episode, so let's just get right on into our segments of the week. In terms of my sunrise, I'm recording this a little early. It is actually july 3rd so it's monday and it's the fourth of july weekend here in the u.s we have an extended extra long weekend which is super nice so that is my sunrise is that it's like a four-day weekend basically i didn't have to take any pto it's been really nice really relaxing we went and played tennis a lot this weekend i've spent a lot of time out at the beach I went on a nice little like four and a half, five mile walk this morning. I've just been outside a lot more and I feel like I finally have the time to be outside because sometimes when it's obviously like you're working and you're working a nine to five job and you're stuck behind a desk, I feel like it can get a little bit difficult to find time to get outside. So I'm glad for this four day weekend where I actually had a lot of time to go outside. Also in terms of today's affirmation, It is, I choose to love myself as I am now. I feel like a lot of us, especially with some goals of ours, maybe your goals are a little bit more physical in the sense that maybe you want to lose or gain weight. Maybe you want to look a certain way. Maybe you want to fit into a certain type of aesthetic or style or whatever it is. And we're always like wanting some picture perfect type of ourselves But I feel like part of the thing is also just loving and embracing yourself for how you are, how you look in this current moment and really just appreciate all that your body can do and all that your body has done for you so far. Your body is so powerful. You're so powerful and you are honestly so stunning. There's no need to, you know, fit any type of, not stereotypes, what what is it called when like body standards, beauty standards. That's what it is. There's no need to fit beauty standards because you are beautiful and stunning just the way you are. But obviously I know it's okay to have a goal or a dream or desire to maybe reach a certain, I don't know, weight, look, whatever it is. You guys know I don't weigh myself. So I don't really go based off that. I go based on how I feel. But Either way, I'm still choosing to love myself as I am now, but that's not to say that it's 
like bad or not okay to like have goals or dreams or desires to look or feel a certain way but as long as you're embracing how you are now in the moment and really treating yourself with love kindness and respect so that you can continue going down the journey of you know your health and wellness journey or whatever journey it may be as far as this week's current favorite is the farmer's market i've heard a lot of people talk about this one farmer's market here in miami and I'm still, I'm, it's my current favorite, but low-key, I'm still a little let down at this farmer's market just because the farmer's market I had growing up at home back in Virginia with my parents was massive. It was huge. There's so many different types of vendors. You could get fresh pasta. You can get like all this other stuff. Like obviously they had like a coffee truck. They had pupusas, which are so, so freaking good. It's like these like tortilla dough type things filled with like cheese and beans which i'm obsessed with they had like popcorn and i don't know they had a whole bunch of stuff and all the farmers markets i've gone to in miami are like maybe a 12th of the size as the one that i had back at home at my parents house and so i want all of these farmers markets to like meet or exceed my expectations and that is like that farmer's market is like the base, you know, that's like what I needed to meet or exceed. And all of these farmer's markets are just super small. They don't have that much, but we found this one farmer's market over the weekend that yes, it was still very small. I want to say there might have been like, I don't know, eight to 10 vendors there, but I still was able to get like a lot of good fresh produce and food We got fresh homemade hummus, which I'm so excited for because you guys know I don't love like the Sabra hummus or stuff like that at the grocery store because I feel like it just doesn't taste fresh or really good. The only one that I've found at the store so far that tastes as, you know, as fresh as I can possibly find in stores is the Trader Joe's Mediterranean style hummus. That one, it comes with like pine nuts and other stuff on top is literally so good. But I found some at the farmer's market. So I got a regular kind and then I got a roasted red pepper. And I'm so excited because the lady who sells it, it's like her little family's company. They're from Lebanon. And so they make it fresh every single week. And I'm so excited. I also got pita. And obviously, you guys know I'm kind of gluten-free. I kind of try to eat 80% gluten-free. And obviously, we know pita is not gluten-free. But these were so good. Like, I couldn't pass them up. So I had to get some pita, and we're having, like, Greek-inspired chicken bowls this week for dinner. So I felt like I had to have a side of pita to go with it. And then I also got dried mango, which was so good. This lady had an entire, like, bowl of dried fruits, and you can kind of pick all the ones that you wanted. The best thing about this is that it's just actually dried and not, like, there's no added sugar or added anything into it. It's literally just the dried fruit which is so much better for you. What else did I get? I also got some honey and some bee pollen. And I'm kind of scared because bee pollen has so many benefits for you. There's so many amazing things that bee pollen can do for you and your health. But recently I've seen on TikTok that bee pollen is apparently making girls' boobs grow. And that's the last thing I want. So I'm like in this like weird like juxtaposition of Do I take the bee pollen because I know it's really good for me or do I not take it because I do not want my boobs to grow? Like I literally don't. I like my little 
I'm part of like the itty bitty titty committee and I feel like that suits me. It suits my body and I just don't want them to grow. So I think I need to kind of take it slow with the bee pollen, obviously still take it, but maybe not take it as often as I probably would have liked to just because I want to make sure that my girls are staying the same size. But we also got some matcha. There's like a little coffee car there that was stunning. I forget what it was called, but it was like here in Miami, obviously there's a ton of Cuban influence. And one of the main Cuban influences are like the little ventanitas, which is like the little coffee windows. And I'm obsessed with them. All these like Cuban restaurants have the ventanitas and a whole lot of other like Miami restaurants and coffee shops have like picked that up as well. So it's just kind of like the thing here in Miami is to have like these little windows where you can buy coffee and like croquetas and matcha and stuff like that. And this little coffee truck was so cute. It was so cute with the little ventanita and I got my matcha, which was so good. And they also had gluten-free bread, but I didn't need any because I was like, I have enough bread at home right now. So I didn't buy any. But even though it was small, it had like a lot of good stuff there, which I'm really excited for. So I'm going to have to go back. But with that being said, let's just get right on into the main portion of this week's episode, which is all about how to feel your best from the inside out. Recently, especially with this four-day weekend, obviously it's still part of the weekend because I have tomorrow off as well, but my boyfriend and I have been out and about more. We've been eating out a lot more and we've kind of told ourselves that like we're trying to like, you know, actually start feeling our best and actually making progress with our health and fitness goals. You know, I want to tone up. I want to get stronger. I want to be able to run faster. I want to, you know, just overall look and feel better with no particular goal in mind. I'm not the, you, I, again, I'm going to say it again. I don't weigh myself. I don't know how much I weigh, but you can tell that sometimes maybe your pants are fitting a little bit more snug. Maybe the shirt that you really love isn't as flattering anymore, or maybe the dress you love, it's getting a little tighter. And so I've been feeling that lately and I know it and I'm obviously like cautious and aware of it and how I'm feeling. Again, I still love myself and my body and I'm very appreciative of my body and how I look and how I feel and what I'm able to do. But there's no harm in wanting to improve yourself. And we found ourselves eating out a lot more than we would like to recently. And I feel like whenever you eat out, it can kind of be like a difficult decision sometimes of like, Do you eat something that's a little healthier and maybe more beneficial to you? Or since you're already spending money on eating out, do you just kind of give in to like the pizza and the burgers and whatever, the pasta, whatever else it may be. And I find myself typically going towards like the pizza and burgers just because I don't often eat that. But given the fact that we've been eating out more often than not, I've been eating that a lot more lately and I just know I can feel it in my body. I've been having more headaches. I've been having more stomach aches. My bloating has been out of hand. I've obviously been consuming a lot more gluten because pizza and burgers, obviously, I'm not getting the gluten-free versions. I'm just going full forward with it. So that has been an issue. Plus eating gluten and eating a lot more like sodium and sugars and stuff like that. My acne is kind of flaring up again, which I had tamed for a little bit. So I just know personally that I'm not feeling good and I'm not feeling my best. And so I really want to start feeling my best, especially for the second half of the year. Like it's still summertime. I still, you know, I still want to go out and look good and feel good and stuff like that. And so you have to kind of start from within. And so 
that's one of the things is that we've been eating out more <laughs> and also we're trying to save a little bit more money. We're trying to be more cautious with our spending, our spending, especially with eating out. You don't realize it because maybe you eat out and it's like $20 and then $50 and then blah, blah, blah. I literally looked at my budget for the month of June. This is bad. I spent like 700 some dollars eating out. And obviously some of those meals I bought for my boyfriend and I, and he did as well. He'll buy for the both of us. So it gets more expensive, especially if we go out to a nicer restaurant or if we get drinks at a restaurant or something, it adds up quickly. But the fact that I spend more on eating out than on groceries, I'm just like, I like, I need to cut this back a lot, a lot. So this is kind of where this idea started from of wanting to continue to feel my best from the inside out. And so the number one, obviously we're going to talk about nutrition, but that's going to be in a little bit. I cannot speak. The number one thing I recommend is to create a morning routine that energizes you and sets yourself up for success for that day. I feel like, you know, I actually was able to sleep in for the first time in a long time. You guys know me. I'm such a morning person. I love waking up at like 7, 7.30, blah, blah, blah. I've told you guys that before, like waking up early here in Miami has been harder for me just because the sun doesn't rise in my window in my bedroom. The sun sets there, so we don't get that much morning light. So it's been a little bit more difficult for me, but I still have been able to keep up with it of waking up between 7 and 7.30 in theory. I want to wake up at 6 or 6.30, so I need to continue building that habit up again of like shifting the time back a little bit each day to eventually be able to wake up at 6 or 6.30 without feeling super tired or groggy. But I've been wanting to wake up earlier again. I was able to sleep in the other day because we've been playing more tennis. We've been going outside more. And I said, you know what? Today, this was literally yesterday on Sunday. I was like, I just want to sleep in. So Saturday night, I said, all I want to do tomorrow is sleep in and we can figure out everything else. I woke up at nine, which I know for a lot of people is not sleeping in. But for me, that is sleeping in just because I wake up at seven and seven thirty literally every day, including the weekends. And it was so nice to get a good night's of rest, be able to wake up and feel super energized and not tired. And I could just tell that my body needed it. But anyways, set up your day for success. This looks like Obviously, this is going to look different for everyone. Everyone's days are different. Everyone has different jobs and responsibilities and things they need to do. I, the reason, again, I also want to wake up earlier is to have more time for myself before I actually have to start my nine to five job. So when I'm waking up anywhere from seven to seven thirty, I have to either cut things out of my morning routine or, you know, shorten things up. But in a perfect world, (laughs) if I woke up anywhere from six to six thirty, I like to wake up and I was very good with this routine from like January to March and then I kind of fell off the wagon a little, but I like to wake up, have a glass of tea, then I would do a little bit of breath work and then I would do a little bit of meditating and a little bit of journaling all so that I can clear my mind, calm me down, reduce my stress and kind of just, you know, get ready for the day on a positive note. After all of that, I would go and move my body whether that's going for a walk, whether that's doing some Pilates or just doing some weight training or strength training at the gym. After that, I would come back, you know, shower, focus on my skincare. Your skin is so important. Take care of your skin. Told you guys my acne has been flaring up. So I'm being extra cautious, obviously with my nutrition, but also with my skincare. And I finally found like 
products that work for my skin and help keep my skin clearer, especially when I'm eating better. But one thing I do highly, highly recommend, especially since it is July, it's still summer. Also, it doesn't matter when you're listening to this. If you're listening to this and it's freaking November or February, this still, you know, this still reigns true. But it's SPF every single morning. I put on sunscreen every single day on my face. I often reapply it, especially if it's a day where I don't wear makeup. But SPF is so important to make sure your skin is nice, plump, youthful. You know, you limit excess whatever on your face. I love SPF. I've been using it every day practically for the last like year. And I've definitely noticed immense improvements with that. And one other thing and a tip that I have to help wake up earlier is that during the work week especially or whenever I know I don't care to sleep in, I sleep with my blinds half open or a little bit more than half open so that I can get as much light into my room as I can. Obviously, I live with my boyfriend and he doesn't get up at the same time as me every day. And so some days he wakes up later than I do. So I don't want to have it all the way open. In a perfect world, my blinds would not even be shut. I live in an apartment. I live in a high rise. You can't really see me. So I don't care if the blinds are open all night. But I would love to have them open fully. But I keep them about half open so that he can get some darkness in the room, especially during the morning. But this kind of just helps me wake up with the light and kind of get myself out of bed. Also, putting your phone across the room and charging it so you physically have to get up. I love, love, love my hatch alarm clock has been a game changer with waking up like to the sun and the sounds of birds chirping. It's just so cute. So that's kind of like my morning routine to help set myself up for success. I do this every morning. Obviously, some days I don't have time for the workout or movement or Maybe I'm running a little late for a meeting. Some meetings I start at 8 or 8.30 in the morning sometimes and I might not have time to journal in the morning, for example. But for the most part, I try to do all of that in the morning. And then after the journaling and all of that stuff, I make sure to prioritize eating a nourishing and satiating breakfast. Balance with carbs, proteins, fats. I like to make sure I include a lot of fiber in it as well. I also have been doing something in the sense that like every morning I told you guys I have my tea, but I also have a glass of either green juice or carrot juice. And I kind of alternate between days, like one day it's a green juice, the next day is a carrot juice, and the next day is a green juice. But I just found that it makes me feel really good. I feel really good when I drink these juices. I only drink a cup of it a day and I get the pre-made ones from Trader Joe's because I've been too lazy to actually make my own recently. But I used to obviously make my green juice all the time. Just recently, I've been a little overwhelmed and my plate's been a little overloaded. So I've just been getting the pre-made ones from the store. But obviously, as always, when you make things at home, it's typically better for you anyways. But these ones have pretty good ingredients. Like the carrot juice is literally just pressed carrots and nothing else. So I'll drink a glass of those every day and then I'll follow that up with like a small sometimes light bite especially if I work out if I work out sometimes I'll get like something small to begin with maybe just a banana maybe a rice cracker with nut butter and chia seeds and honey to kind of help me you know get some food in my system before I go run or walk or whatever it may be and then for breakfast again I make sure to have a nice balanced breakfast with protein carbs fats and fiber so this could look like a smoothie this could also look like avocado toast 
or maybe an omelet. I've been really into omelets lately. I don't know why, but I've been loving them lately. Obviously, if I have avocado toast, I've been using gluten-free bread. And then in terms of just like eating with um, nourishing and satiating breakfast, I feel like I just feel better when I eat a breakfast. I feel less hangry. I'm less cranky. Obviously, not everyone loves eating breakfast in the morning, but I do recommend having something because it does help balance your cortisol and it helps it not spike. It helps your blood sugar not spike, especially if your meal is balanced with protein, carbs, fats, and fiber. But with that, everyone's a little bit different. I do recommend, though, if you love to drink coffee in the morning, have something. Even if it's small, like a banana or a rice cracker with nut butter and chia seeds and honey or yogurt or whatever, even if it's small, I recommend eating something beforehand because having coffee on an empty stomach can wreck you so badly. I used to do that all the time in high school and college, and I always complain about I'm nauseous. I feel like I'm about to puke. I have a headache. My stomach hurts. I don't feel good. I had acid reflux, and it's because of the acidity of the coffee in my stomach on an empty stomach. There's nothing else to kind of balance it all out. So by eating something, it helps that. It helps reduce any like negative symptoms of drinking coffee. But it also helps with your hormones and keeping your hormones balanced and at bay. Also, create evening rituals. I like to romanticize my life. I like to make my life as fun as possible. I like to kind of gamify my life too sometimes. You guys know me. I'm like type A, whatever. I like trackers and stuff like that. But in terms of my evening rituals, I like to make it feel good. And I'm doing this for myself and not really for like, TikTok or whatever or anything like that, not for videos. I do it for myself because it makes me feel really good. So in the evenings, I like to either go on like a post-dinner walk or a pre-bed stretch or both. I also make sure to get enough sleep. I kind of pay attention. Okay, like it's whatever, 1030. I need to probably go to bed now so that when I do wake up at 7 or 730, I am well rested. I've gotten anywhere from seven to eight and a half hours of sleep each night. I also end almost every night reading. And if I didn't journal in the morning, I would typically journal before bed too. They say journaling either before bed or right as you wake up is best for you because your brain waves are kind of still in that theta state. So kind of still in that sleep-wake state. But reading, I just found I've replaced going on my phone with reading and it has helped me relax more. It also helps me fall asleep because you kind of get tired. I'm reading in bed. It's kind of helping my eyes get a little sleepy. But also, obviously, before reading and all that, I like to set the mood. I put on candles or I'll put on an essential oil diffuser. I have my little hatch alarm clock kind of setting, like sun setting, basically. Like the lights start to dim a little bit. And I also always, always, always wash my face. Washing your face takes anywhere from two to maybe eight minutes, depending on how long your skincare routine is. Maybe 10. We'll say 15 minutes max. But honestly, I feel like it's anywhere between two and like six. That's just my personal opinion. It doesn't take that long. Wash your face every single night, especially if you wear makeup, especially if you were out and about during that day, if you got sweaty, if you touched your face a lot, there's germs on your face, there's dirt on your face. Wash your face because if you don't, all of that's going to get on your pillow. Then you're going to wake up. You might have more acne. Then you're going to go to bed and you're going to sleep on this dirty pillowcase because you didn't wash your face one night. So wash your face. It's so, so, so important to wash your face. Even if it's the most simplest routine of take off your makeup, wash your face, put on moisturizer. Some days that's all I do. 
Other days, maybe I'll add in like a toner and some serum or something. But it's fine if you keep it minimal. Honestly, I found that keeping my skincare routines more minimal has helped me with my acne so much more than when I had like a 10-step skincare routine. But obviously, to each their own. Even if you have the most perfect skin, which if you do, I'm so jealous. But even if you have the most perfect skin, I still recommend washing your face, especially if you are, are prone to touching your face. It's summertime, you get sweaty. If you went to the beach and you were in the water, your face is all salty and stuff like that. So just wash it and take care of your face. Maybe do a face mask if you have a little extra time or energy at night. But I just like making things fun and enjoyable. That's why I put on the candles, the essential oil diffuser maybe, set the lights, make it all nice and cozy and aesthetic or whatever. Also, the next thing, eat with love and intuition. This is like one of the most important things about feeling good from literally the inside out. So when you feel good from within, when you're feeding yourself good food, food that's good for the soul, food that's good for you, you're going to start having more energy. You're going to be able to do more things. You might have clearer skin. Maybe you're less bloated. Maybe you have experience or maybe you experience less water retention. Your clothes might start fitting a little bit better, maybe not as tight. This is one pair of jeans that used to be my sitting jeans, if you know, you know. And right now they're just standing jeans because they're a little bit too snug on me. Just a little bit too snug. And that's okay. Obviously, we are humans. We grow. We change and evolve. We go through puberty. Apparently, there's a second round of puberty around my age right now, mid to late 20s, which is very annoying. But that's normal. It's part of life. If you are my age, if you're anywhere in your mid-20s, it's okay to not fit into the clothes that you were wearing in high school and college. It's puberty. It's life. You grow. You learn. You eat. You enjoy your experience. So I've realized that eating with love and intuition has helped me so much. And that's why I'm able to eat, you know, the pizza and the pasta and order things out and go out to eat and eat my favorite foods because I know I feel good and it's going to make me feel good. But sometimes you overdo it. Or when I've been sent on my work trips and I go for a week or two and I can only eat out because there's no kitchens in a hotel rooms, sometimes you don't, you start to feel not as great and that's okay too. So something for me that helps me, again, I don't follow any diet besides kind of being gluten intolerant and trying to eat 80% gluten free for the most part. <laughs> I don't follow any diet. I don't, you, you'll never hear me say like, oh, I'm doing a keto diet or I don't know, high protein. I, I, I don't know. I don't follow diets. I, there's no diet culture here at For Better Days, literally at all. I don't weigh myself. I don't weigh my food. I don't track my calories. I don't track or count my macros because that's just honestly too much time and effort. And you're more than just a number. You're more than just a number that your food might say on a scale or that you might weigh yourself on a scale or whatever it may be. You're more than just a number. You're so much more than just a number. So eating with love and intuition, for me, that looks like limiting gluten intake just because I'm intolerant to gluten. So if I eat too much gluten, I get like brain fog. I get horribly bloated. I have, I get horrible acne. I get headaches and all this other stuff and symptoms that comes when I eat gluten. I also try to limit excess sodium and sugar intake. Again, that can make me more acne prone and it also causes me to retain more water but also just because I, if I eat sugar, I eat more natural sugars. So like fruits, honey, 
some better maple syrup, like pure maple syrup and not like the Aunt Jemima maple syrup or anything too super processed. Um, honestly, just because mostly for the acne and I'm trying to like work with my skin and clear my skin and all of that stuff. I also prioritize or I've, I'm focusing on reprioritizing home cooked meals instead of just eating out because it's easy because half the time when I eat out because, oh yeah, I'm too lazy to cook. It literally takes me like 20 minutes to figure out what the heck I want to order. And then it takes another hour for that order to come when I could have literally taken 30 minutes to make a meal at home. So it's not always easy and it's not always time saving. It's probably not as easy and, you know, less time saving than you actually think. And when you prioritize home cooked meals, you know what food you're using, you know how you're making it. And nine times out of 10, the food you cook at home is better than the food you get out, especially when you eat out. Literally, I don't know why I keep order eating out or ordering out or whatever. When I say eat out, I mostly mean like DoorDash and Uber Eats like that. I need to re-delete the apps off my phone because it's so convenient to just order something on the go. But I feel like with the traffic in Miami, it's just hard to like have something come to you and still be nice and warm. Also, half the time I feel like they mess up my order, like the amount of things I've ordered something and they've just completely messed it up. It's kind of annoying. Obviously, it's not the DoorDasher's fault. It's the restaurant's fault, but whatever. Um, And I always feel like I have to reheat something or add something to it just because it got messed up or whatever it is. So I want to prioritize home-cooked meals just because I know it's going to make me feel good. It's also going to help me save more money because the amount of money that stacks up when you eat out is insane. Also, you make things easy. Figure out your favorite foods and meals to cook. I love smoothies. I love falafel bowls. My falafel bowls literally take me like 15 minutes. All you do is get a bowl, literally. Add some spinach or spring mix or kale, whatever base of greens you want. I'll cook some falafels in the air fryer. If you do not have an air fryer, I 150,000% recommend you getting an air fryer. I hate touching raw meat. Or anything like that and I would literally avoid cooking raw meat just because I didn't want to touch it I didn't want to cook it I just get freaked out cooking raw meat I also don't love meat that much to begin with like chicken and stuff like that kind of freaks me out but I eat it because I know I need it it's good for me my hormones my protein levels and all of that cooking it in the air fryer has been a game changer for me in the sense that I will literally cook it just because I barely have to touch it just plop it in forget about it for like eight to 12 minutes and you're good to go. And I feel like you can get some affordable ones. I want to say mine was like $80 on Amazon and I've had it for a year and a half now and it's been perfect, literally perfect. And I cook everything in it, not everything. I like, I roast my chickpeas in it. If I'm making like roasted broccoli, sometimes I'll throw that in there. French fries, I'll throw that in there. Sweet potatoes, I'll throw that in there. My falafels, I'll throw that in there. I literally put so much stuff in the air fryer. It makes your life so much easier. Plus it cuts down your cooking time because if I was gonna like, you know, pan sear chicken breast, it would probably take me like 20 minutes versus like eight to 10 minutes in the air fryer. So if you're complaining about cooking takes too long, get an air fryer. I promise you invest in it. It's a life changer. But anyways, I like making falafel bowls. So bed of greens, falafels, I'll throw the chickpeas that I roasted from the air fryer on top as well. I'll chop up some cucumbers, red bell peppers, onions. I'll throw in some lemon juice, some feta, some hummus, and that's it. It's like such a nourishing bowl. Salmon rice bowls, game changer as well. 
obviously I put the salmon in the air fryer. <laughs> I cook the rice. I basically batch cook rice quinoa in the beginning of the week so that I just have to serve it in a bowl later. I have some edamame, some carrots, some cucumbers, some spicy mayo, some seaweed snacks. Easy. Literally 15 minute dinner. Omelets, super easy. Avocado toast, super easy. And I just make sure to prioritize a lot of greens, veggies, and fruits in all my meals and as my snacks. And then movement, prioritize movement that you love doing. Obviously, sometimes you don't, you're not going to want to do it and that's okay. That's normal. You don't always want to do everything. Like I said, you don't always want to wash your face. You just know you should wash your face. You won't always want to move, but you just know you'll probably feel better if you moved anyways. But if you prioritize movement that you actually enjoy and that you love, it's going to make it easier. You're not going to have to rely on motivation as much. And you're actually going to want to sign up for those classes or go to the gym or, you know, do that thing because you enjoy doing it. For me, something like tennis, yoga, Pilates, Those are types and forms of movement. Oh, also my hot girl walks that I literally enjoy doing. I've been doing this little challenge by myself for the past 14 days now. Today's day number 15, where I'm challenging myself to move 30 minutes minimum a day. And that could look like stretching and yoga. That could look like walking, strength training, running, whatever, Pilates. But just some sort of movement for 30 minutes minimum a day. Because I found myself in the month of June and May, I wasn't really moving my body at all. And so this is getting me back into the habit of moving my body. But I found that it's been so easy because I am doing the types of movement that I actually enjoy doing. Now, if you told me you're going to need to swim for a minimum of 30 minutes for the next 30 days, I'd be like, you're out of your mind. Or play basketball or run. I like running, but I'm not a mega runner. So I'd be like, no, that's no, like I'm not doing that. But since I'm doing movement that I actually enjoy, my walks, I like going on like two, three mile walks. I like doing little Pilates workouts, stuff like that I found really enjoyable. And so I'm like, you know what? I will do that because I actually enjoy doing it. I like doing it and I don't feel like I'm being forced to do it. Also, just get outside. Honestly, it's summertime. Everyone complained for the last, like, I don't know, four to six months. Oh my gosh, I'm miserable. It's cold. It's gloomy, blah, 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 blah. It's summer. Get your butt outside. Get your butt outside right now. Go on a walk. Go to the beach if you live by a beach. Go just step outside. Go for a run. I don't care what you do. Even if it's just going outside to journal, I want you to go outside. Spend time outside in nature Get some vitamin D, get some fresh air, and stop staying cooped up in your apartment, in your house, in your dorm, uh, wherever, all day long. Get outside, even if it's for five minutes. Literally, don't make an excuse. Promise me you're going to go get outside and get your vitamin D, please, and thank you. I also try to make sure that I'm taking my vitamins and supplements. You guys know I don't love when people are like, oh my god, this is my 20 step vitamin routine where they have like literally 20 vitamins or more no 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 you do not need that much especially if you're prioritizing whole foods fruits and veggies you do not need that many vitamins and supplements but the ones that i do take are collagen and protein powder i just put the protein powder in my smoothies same with the collagen just like a nice little added boost i'll take a probiotic and magnesium sometimes if i'm feeling it i'll take my multivitamin but that one's kind of like 
when I don't love taking. I don't know why. I always forget about it, but that was literally just like four to five things. And honestly, I would say two, three of them are actually vitamins. The rest are just kind of supplements. So that is that with that. Also, make sure to pour and I cannot speak. Make sure to pour into all of your cups. We've talked about your physical, your mental, especially with the breath work, meditating, journaling. Also, your social. And social can be split into two categories. Social in terms of like hanging out with friends, family, you know, partners, whatever. But also into your own self, to your own social, and to your own self-care. Spend time with friends. You need to laugh, have fun, make plans. Again, it's summertime. Get yourself out there. Enjoy life. Enjoy summer. Enjoy the weather. It's okay if your battery starts to drain. That's when you pour into your own social and to your own self-care, to feeling good and recharging and re-energizing your battery. But you need to prioritize both of those. You can't just have one or the other. You need to have both. And you need to make sure you're putting yourself first. But you also need to make sure you're having fun and making memories and enjoying life. And I feel like with all of this is when you're going to start feeling your best from the inside out because you're feeling good, because you're nourishing your body, you're moving your body, you're getting enough sleep, you're clearing your mind, you're prioritizing your self-care, and you're having fun making memories with your friends. Life is meant to be lived. It's meant to be fun. It's not meant to be boring and stressful all the time. Find the little positives in life, and I promise you, your days are going to get so much better. So that is that with this episode. As far as this week's journal prompt, it's how can you start making small changes in your day-to-day life to help you start feeling better? You can break this down into categories. You can just do bullets. I don't care. Whatever works best for you. But with that being said, I hope you guys have an amazing week. I hope you have an amazing day. I hope you start making, you know, more human connections and putting yourself out there and really starting to help yourself feel your best from the inside out. And with that, if you would be the bestest person in the entire world and give this podcast a rate and review, I will literally love you forever. And I'll speak to you guys in next week's episode. Bye. (laughs) 